And then, hello. Your eyes do not deceive you. There are there are only two of us at the moment. Regular host Matt will be in with us momentarily, but for now, um, my name is Ryan Alvarez. Being joined by the front man himself, Mr. D. White. That's right. That's right. Hey, don't worry about it. It's just being us two. It's a Monday Night Express. Toot toot. That's lover right. boy Ryan, lover boy Ryan, and beautiful D White. That's right. Monday Night Express. Where's my tennis racket? <laughs> um, we got a lot to get to. There's been a lot that has happened since you guys heard from us last on Thursday. Let's start with just some, just some pieces of news. Um, let's start with the WWE draft being tentatively scheduled. Um, which will be August 30th and September 3rd. Um, those dates should sound intriguing because they are after SummerSlam. So this will be the second Raw and SmackDown after SummerSlam. Yay. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how many, if there's anybody going to be left in WWE to be drafted or uh, who knows? I, where, does it, where, where, where do you think uh, goes number one overall? Um, obviously it's going to be Roman Reigns, obviously. Oh. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, um, I think it should be sooner the draft. Um, but there's a lot of rumblings, um, you know, that there, there's a lot of developmental talent that'll be shifted around and brought up and we're going to see some new faces. Um, I, for one, am not fully sold on on that we've heard the same song and dance from the front office for a handful of years now since the authority was in power we're going to give the fans what they want well two years and over three dozen releases and we're still waiting right yeah i think they they, they ask like, like what do you want they're like i want you to fire everybody like no that's not what we want no 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 Look, I, I, and the draft, honestly, this used to be something that I got kind of got excited about. Mm-hmm. And now it's, 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 been, it's been done. And not only has it been done, it's also been abused where they do the draft. And then like within two weeks, oh, we have the wild card rule. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have this. And it's like, okay, well, what do we do that for? But that's WWE. It's like, that's, you just got to get used to that stuff or they do stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, but hey, you know, anything to shake it up because obviously we are, it, it can't get a lot worse. Yeah. Um, speaking of SummerSlam, though, um, there are talks, and it's not official, obviously, but of shortening SummerSlam because on the same night of SummerSlam, Manny, Manny Pacquiao is going to be fighting in Las Vegas. Um, Errol Spence Jr., um, very high-profile fight. Also on the same night as SummerSlam, right down the road. So, um, and they're coming out and saying that this is, that they're shortening it to make sure that the fans make sure that they have enough time to get to the Pacquiao fight. My opinion on that is they are shortening it to make sure that they don't lose any buy rates from Manny Pacquiao. And this has never been WWE's, mo as far as pay-per-views they've always done it on an opposite night of a bigger event so the fact that it's not happening on the 22nd um or even the sunday after the 29th is a little strange a very out of character for them it was not just out of character i mean not not just would they avoid those things sometimes they would purposely go head to head you're talking about, I mean, Survivor Series was invented to go head to head with Starcade. I mean, that was the, so they've, they've done that, and you know, in, in the past, purposely gone against other things. Now, boxing's a different, different situation, uh, especially when the show is in Las Vegas, right? I mean, it's a much different thing mm-hmm. here. Um, 
I just, I think that, and of course, boxing, you just never know because a lot of, sometimes those fights get put together pretty quick. And so um, it's hard to, it's hard to even schedule out. It's like, you know, eight weeks and boom, you got an event um, where we're, we're, you know, so they're, they're booking WWE, well, not, they're not booking it, but certainly events, plans are going into effect a year, year and a half in advance. So, you know, some of that stuff you can't anticipate. I wouldn't read too much into it. I know they had some deal with the, with the venue, um, there you know putting on a day to but that's just a venue that's nothing you can do to really to really get around that now we have the you know different restrictions in different states and different things like that so you're having to work around a lot of other factors so i wouldn't i would put a lot of you know negative stock i mean i can i can dog wwe all day but i just i don't think that's something that's really, <laughs> you know there's more factors going into it you know? it's true um well, let's move on to somebody who has also moved on from WWE. Um, GCW this weekend had their had their zombie walk show. Um, Nick Gage standing tall at the end, and a and a man in a black hood, all in black, doing the little John Moxley strut. There um, walks up to Nick Gage. It's a paradigm shift. You think it's John Moxley pulls off the hood, and it is the internet champion, Mr. Matt Cardona. Um, I for one was shocked. When I <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. That's fig. That's fig story. I never in a million years would have seen him in a GCW ring. Um, Never really seemed like um, his match forte, but then again, I haven't seen him too much outside of the WWE umbrella, outside of what he's done the past year or two. Um, but this is, but but this is a pretty big crossover. It is well, and I don't, and I don't know that it's as big a crossover when you think about it, because you know he and it, they sort of got themselves over in the broad wrestling community, right? And, and with the show on YouTube. And um, I mean, that's a huge, I mean, that, their show is huge. Right? Like wrestling collectors, like wrestling fans. And so I think they got, they got that over sort of in spite of what they had to do in WWE. And so they just continued it. I think it was, it was perfectly logical for he, him to show up at, at GCW, which right now is sort of like leading the line as far as the indies go. Um, and so, yeah, I think. Yeah, that that's that. It's it. It was cool the way it was done, but um, I don't think it's. I think that's. It's cool to see a WWE guy at an indie show or a former WWE guy, but I think he's really more of a. He's, he he and Heath have sort of transcended. You know, mm. their their role in WWE. They're way bigger than that, and I think they knew it all along. I think Vince and they WWE knew it all along and didn't know what to do with it, right? Because. I mean, he got, they got themselves over. They got themselves over. So uh, anyway, yeah. that's, I was, it's good. It's awesome. I, I want it. I love it. I need more of that in my life. Yeah. Um, before we get into the two shows that happened this weekend, um, we did get the reveal of the almighty Dave, Dave Meltzer's star ratings for Double or Nothing from last weekend. Um, Care to take a guess, Dwight, as to what the oh, lowest? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I read it. It. yeah, I read yeah. It. So we're looking at the pre-show match: Serena Deeb and Riho had four stars. The Page and Cage match, four and a half stars. Um, the tag title match, four point seven five. Casino Battle Royale, three and a quarter. That seems to be his mo with battle royals, multi-man matches of that nature. Mm -hmm. um default is three and a quarter stars obviously i challenge him on a daily basis so of course i should know um and then he had miro three and a quarter stars women's title match three and a half um the sting tag match three and a half the AEW championship match four and a half um did not rate the stadium stampede he doesn't right. he, he it's just not what he does um so obviously I've left a match out. That would be Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes. I think yeah. it's safe to say that, um, you know, Cody constantly delivers at least solid matches, um, especially since he stepped away from WWE. Right. 
And I, for one, um, thought that Anthony Gogo overperformed. Um, I agree. Um, so Dave Meltzer gave this two and a quarter stars out of five. And, you know, this is why I do what I do. Because it's matches like this where they deserve so much more praise and so much more respect than a below average singles match. And like I said, Anthony Gogo overperformed. Cody Rhodes didn't care, didn't have to carry him. Um, I think the build to it was a little underwhelming, especially with the weigh-in. Um, but I think it was at least a three-star out of five. I mean, I think it was, I mean, as you think about, when I think about two and a quarter stars, whatever, mm -hmm. that's, that's one of those, like, um, like SmackDown, like some random match on SmackDown. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking about. You know, it's like some, some eight minute match that was supposed to be filler um, that didn't do anything spectacular. That's what I think of. This was more than that. I mean, Anthony, and I, I guess you can go from sort of the, uh, maybe there were lower expectations. Mm -hmm. But even but even then, I mean, with with lower ex, lowered expectations, um, I mean, he way way outperformed what we thought he would. Mm -hmm. I mean, even having seen him at least once, I guess on uh, on dark. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, that that just seemed out of way way out of left field for me. Anyway. Yeah, let us let us know in the comments. Um, what you would have rated the Anthony and Gogo versus Cody Rhodes match. I have it at at least a three star because I thought it was, I thought it was deserving of it. Um, well, well, well I, listen, if you listen to um, Grilling JR, like JR's podcast, because mm -hmm. he, he did a post, post double or nothing. I mean, he didn't have anything but good, good to say about that match. I mean, he's pretty honest, you know, about mm -hmm. how, how things go. I mean, he definitely said that he thought the battle Royal went too long. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and, and so, but, but with that, it was just like, uh, like he was pretty honest about how you know what the match was and that it did its job and things like that. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I was, I'm looking on to see see what the um, uh, what what cagematch.net because they that's that's user ratings to see what the difference yeah. is. Um, and that it's pretty low on that too. It's listed as a four point two. Wow. So, so I, to give you an, to give you a, a comparison, the um, Miro versus Lance Archer was 6.2, 6.26. And, and that one is listed as a 4.21, which is, it's, it's sort of, it's not, it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's a one to 10. So, yeah. Um, so, it's about, yeah. About they, 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 yeah, it's, it's a little, it was, not quite average so yeah but and that's probably right but i mean I, I think maybe we expected even less um i don't know maybe i i that's that's what they have in this thing. they, they had the top match be, be, they they have 8.98 was um the uh, three-way with omega orange cassidy and pop so that's fair above, uh, above the young bucks and yeah I, 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 that, that, that's and that's 200 and some votes, so that's, I mean, that's a lot of people. Ugh. All right. Well, all right, let's move on to the two shows we had on this weekend. We will start, well, I guess this morning included, but we will start with NWA, When Our Shadows Fall. This was yesterday. Pre-show was at 3.30, started at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we will start with the opening contest four-way tag match. Um, we had La Rebellion, which was Michael Wolf and Bestia 666. Uh, going over the end, the team of Slice Boogie and Marche Rocket, and the team of San Renaro and Sam Rudo. Um, this is a pretty average for four-way tag. Um, I was kind of surprised to see the AAA guys go, go over, though. Well, I mean, I, you know, they, they've got it's they just have such a shallow roster, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of stories to tell. I think it was a good way to sneak those guys on there and give them some time. Um, it's weird because it's I was I saw the Bestia six six six, and now yes. we've got the we watched watch Ring of Honor this week. We've got the 
demon flamita now so it's like the, you know i don't know we got some something's going on in mexico man we got some satan worshiping going on yeah seriously anyway um anyway but no the, um there were a lot of um there was a little bit of tension um between them and um the team of Perro and Odinson, that would be the end. Um, so I will assume that they will probably get their match on power. Sorry, power between them. Power. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> power. power. I mean, that's, what, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, up next, grudge match, uh, where there must be a winner. Um, the Pope taking on Tyrus with Austin Idol. Um as soon as I saw that this was a non-title match, red flags everywhere. Because this is because they just had they just had a match for the title and he snuck out with a draw. Um but I don't know I don't know what the infatuation is with Tyrus right now. Because this is the second NWA show in a row where he's gone over what he shouldn't have, in my eyes. Um, he's, yeah. he's not... and, and I, I mean, they're, they're hurting on having big names and I hate to even, even say that he's a big name. I mean, but I mean, he's sort of made him, made himself a big name, big, no, not, it's not even a big name. It's, it's a, it's a small name, smallish name outside of pro wrestling. Right. Yeah. So he's with the show on with, uh, his work with, with, with Greg Gutfeld and stuff. On his show on Fox, and so, um, and he he does okay. I mean, he's not my. I mean, I don't. He's not like super profound. It's kind of like JBL, you know, the little stock market thing. So it's like I guess they look at him as they've got this guy, and he's sort of a name in other places besides wrestling. Sorta, kinda, maybe a little bit. So uh, you know, I, I don't. I just yeah, it's it's it's. I think he's just he's lucky he's in the situation he's in because. You know, they just don't have a lot of other choices to go with. But with that being said, yeah, I don't, not, I'm not, he, he's no, I didn't like him when he was in TNA. I didn't like him when he was in WWE. I, it's, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like two, and, you know, I'm afraid like this a, is going to lead to, sorry, God. No, no, it's like he's like a cheaper version of a Samoan. Like, like a like a good great value Samoan in my it's in my eyes. I, I'm sorry, Tyrus. Sure, you're a great guy. Yeah, um, I'm a little afraid this will lead to another rematch between Tyrus and the Pope for the title. Um, Pope's halfway there to uh, do a uh, lucky seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, do you think he's going to make it? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I there's, really don't. <laughs> there's so many variables with NWA, you know, because yes. like you said, their roster is hurting. And, you know, when you're not WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New, New Japan, and it kills me to say this, but, you know, and NWA, um, you take out Nick Aldis, and there's really not a whole lot there. So I mean, it, it's they're they're a C brand, you know, entity at the moment. Well, well think about and, it. I mean, a lot of their guys are non-contracted, and some of that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see Nick Aldis is staying. You know, he's staying with it. But uh, you see a lot of these guys working more on it working on the indies you know mm-hmm. and, and i would argue i mean gcw's got more going on right now than nwa does besides mm-hmm. maybe you know the prospect of, of getting some things some sponsorships into you know sort of this thing they've got going on with the tv studio and all, but but honestly I mean, would you would you disagree that gcw has more going on than nwa oh, absolutely not i think i uh... Anybody just doesn't have the firepower right now to compete really with anyone. Right. I think right. that's the and, best. And it's sad because you, look, look, 
look at that match. That's like a, the match Pope and Tyrus. Think about it. That's a match from WWE in like what, 2010 or 2011. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. Or if like TNA, TNA in 2013 or 2014. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. We got good news next. Let's go. Next, yeah, we do. Next match has some good news. So. Women's tag team match. And I said in my prediction show, I've been the biggest negative Nancy about women's tag team wrestling. Um, this gave me a little bit of hope. Um, so it is the team of Molina and Thunder Rosa taking on the team of Taryn Terrell and coming out of retirement, Smiley Kylie Ray. Um, she yeah. they they did they did confirm um on on the show that she is inked to nwa she is signed officially um i looked no contract details as of yet um but to be honest with you this is like the this is a pretty good spot for her because it mm-hmm. seems like the last two places that she's signed with and then had to leave it's been that they've wanted to put her in a really big spot and it almost seems like she gets the jitters and then bails. And I know there's a lot of mental health stuff going on there. Um, But I think this is a low key enough environment to where she can really thrive. Yeah. I I think this is probably the best thing for her. Right. And, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. And because it's, I guess they from what I read earlier, um, I, I wish I could give a source, but uh, I can't, besides case, I'd say it's like an ad. But anyway, that they, it's like just was in like the last week or so that they finalized the, the deal that it was between Impact and NWA to work this out because Kylie's still owes them, but she's still technically under contract for Impact and sort of owes mm. them. Um, and so they had to work something out. But I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say. I mean, she went from AEW to Impact. Now she's at NWA. Um, yeah, I think this is it. I think this is her last chance. She's gonna have to make this work um, because she's gonna have that that on her. She's gonna have it forever. Remember, mm-hmm. she signed with AEW. She signed with AEW. She was in the first pay per view, and then she sort of unsigned from AEW. And then she ended up at Impact, and, and this isn't a one-time thing. This is this is a pattern with, with her, and I think this is a great opportunity. It's like you said, it's a perfect spot for her to build herself back up. However, I don't think she gets another chance. I don't think she does. Because no, just, and you're right. This, once this is, is once, once you get to like three times, that's a pattern of behavior. Like you, then you know, and she's yeah, not that big name. Exactly, and I almost compare it to another women's free agent right now, where she kind of burnt the bridge where she was at, and it's kind of hanging with her. Like you know, and I, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Don't say. It. Would you? Don't would you say it's a diamond? The it's a diamond mine. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, but it, but it's always a similar situation though, to where anytime you know her name is brought up, it's oh you know you know she you know they they couldn't come to terms because she was she was trying to use this one company's leverage, and I think that kind of is the umbrella for all the other allegations that were that were against her prior to uh, the world championship win. And uh, sorry, Dwight, we are talking about obviously Tessa Blanchard. Um, yeah, um, but it, it's it's almost similar to where you know this one person has done something; it's hanging there, and you know it was kind. Of, it's kind of a scumbag move, you know. And the mental health thing, you know, you're weighing out, you know, mental health and just being, you know just trying to be a business person but in the way that you know they're both not where they are because they bailed you know so well 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 and i think with with kylie 
it's more of a you, the mental health thing probably is more is a factor. I think with Tessa also, if you remember, like impact right now is way different than impact. You know, oh, yeah. we've had a lot happen with Access TV and that whole. I mean, a lot has happened since then, so it looks worse now as a move than when it actually all happened. Right? It was, yeah. it was much worse because there were a lot of promises that I bet you a lot, a lot of people sort of were working on a, a promise, and I guess she just was bailed on it. Whatever, I'm not going to defend her. She did. What she yeah. Did. But 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 with that being said, I hope I hope it works out for Kylie Ray because she's super. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's. And she looked it. I mean, she was in there with Thunder Rosa, and and obviously we know Thunder Rosa didn't work. And she, you know, she she didn't look she looked like she belonged Western Thunder. So, yeah, so I, and and obviously she has talent, you know, because if she didn't have talent, AEW wouldn't have had plans for her. Impact wouldn't have had her line lined up to be the number one contender eventually to win the women's championship you know there there wouldn't have been plans in place for these larger promotions to set you up to win championships if you didn't have at least some sort of talent right. he was great on wrestle house great wrestle yeah <laughs> match time so this match was really weird for me because i didn't know who is who is face? Who is heel? They 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 were kind of wishy washy throughout because Thunder Rosa came out and the first thing she did was take a fan sign and you, you know so I go okay you guys are working heel cool okay but then the entire match Kylie Ray is working as a heel Taryn Terrell is working as a heel um, so. I just don't think I think something was there it just never kind of never kind of all gelled and you know come together storyline wise yeah and, um, and you know and then I guess, I guess you know you know she I mean I don't think it's a finish but it was a heel finish for sure and, th yeah. and then then Kylie Ray you know just she celebrates and goes to the back, you know, celebrating a heel win. So, yeah, I get it. So I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how that. And I mean, Melina, obviously, I can. She's she she can do as good as a heel. Maybe it's a mm -hmm. heel versus heel thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next match, Fred Rosser also known as Darren Young to the WWE world, taking on JTG, also known as JTG to the WWE world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I really like this match a lot. <laughs> this, this, is one of my, this is one of my more favorite matches um, to watch on the night. And listen, this made me even more excited for when we go to Next Gen in a couple weeks to see yeah. JTG in action. He looks like a million dollars. Definitely does. I mean, he, I mean, he, he's going, I mean, that's, that's, you look at, look at him. He's sort of like, if you think about in WWE, it's, it's, it's the same as, as our truth. I mean, the guy just looks like he never gets older. JTG actually looks like he's tougher. You know, yeah. he's he's because dressed differently, obviously. But yeah, the guy's ripped. You know, and, and still got it. I mean, for sure. You see a lot of reading rust. Yeah, um, there there wasn't a lot for me negatively to think about this match. It was good showing by both guys. It's building Fred Rosser's character that we've seen on New Japan Strong, um, carrying it over to here. Um, JTG does does win. He catches Fred Rosser with an inside cradle, gets the win. Um, uh, we do adhere to the code of honor, though, as well. So that's something really nice to say. Right, answer answer oh. me a question because you're, you're you're a little more plugged into it than I am. I know Fred. He, he Fred Rosser, Darren Young. He, he I know he was wrestling Europe for a while. Like when he left WWE, did he? Is that something from COVID where he just had to come back to the U.S. or, or uh, do you do you know what the deal is with that? Um, I don't honestly. I know that um, he actually took a break from wrestling. 
um, in 2019. Um, and then I know that during the pandemic, he signed with New Japan and then started working in New Japan Strong. Um, but outside of that, I don't. I'm going to look it up to see because I know that he had been. Um... It's, it's crazy to think because I know that he was in Takara for a little bit. He was he was he was there for a right. cup of coffee, um, and so that would put him getting released at the end of twenty seventeen, I think, which seems crazy because they just posted because WWE right. just posted on their YouTube page today the John Cena CM Punk match where the Nexus debuted, and it's like wow, we're looking at you know, six years and nothing to show for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> didn't he, didn't he have like that, like, like the, like the whole like Donald Trump thing for a while with Bob Ooh, Yeah, he, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, he had a mini feud with the Miz during the brand split. Okay, and Miz, and, uh, and Miz he was, was using the chicken wing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Maybe. I, uh, all right. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> he's a good wrestler man. i'm glad to see him That's yeah doing well. um three-way tag team match for the nwa tag team titles you have your champions aaron stevens jared kratos defending against the war kings and strictly business this is the kind of tag team match i want to see especially if it is a okay. more if it's more if it's more than two teams because mm-hmm. I hate when we get these three ways or these four ways and only two guys are allowed in the ring. It kind of right. makes the extra team kind of, you know, kind of just there for the ride. Um, yeah, like why would you tag it? Why would you tag in? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Why would, why would, you, why would you ever it. include them? It makes yeah. no sense. Um, but the way they do it was one man from each team is in the ring at all times. I love that. Um, I I really thought that this was the time for a title change. Um, But unfortunately not. Um, A little bit of heel chicanery. Um, Well, but then I don't think, well, they're really gonna put the belt on, you know, because Chris Adonis has already got the belt. So. I don't know where working is going to win. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But yeah. Okay. See, I I was all in actually on 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 strictly business, and after the next match yeah. that right. we look at, I really thought they were going to pull the trigger. Um, but no, I I enjoyed this tag this 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 tag match. It was something different that a lot of companies need to take away, especially if they're doing. The three-way tags, the four-way tags. Um, everybody else has got to get it, get it together. Um, but the finish, Kratos low blows Crimson, pins him uh, while the referee is clearing the title belt from the ring. Stevens covers Crimson. Um, no, I legitimately enjoyed this. Um, in my eyes, wrong booking decision, but... Um, the higher you are, the harder you fall, I guess. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. And, you know, also, it's, I'm still a little, um, you know, it's still a little in the, for me, anyway, from being watching NWA is, you know, you missed the question mark. I still miss the question mark. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And NWA is so funny. Sorry, that, I would say, JR, that dude, um, yeah, he reminds me so much of like ECW, like the Pitbulls, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, crazy how much alike they are. So it was almost like Pitbull number one versus and 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 Nizdal, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know you'll be on that now. Hey, can I interject something really quick while we're doing this? Yes. Just right, the yeah, good yeah. brother. The good brothers are at least. Um, uh, they had something to say about all the people thanking WWE when they get fired. Oh yeah, 
when he wrote, I'm so sick of this. He goes, look, we've been fired. We know what it's like. He goes, hashtag thankful. He goes, have a, have a, hashtag F off. <laughs> you know, let it go, man. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I loved it. It was awesome. It's like, yeah, they just fired you. Put your stuff in a garbage bag. Like, yeah, I'm thankful. Oh, I'm thankful I got fired. Sorry. Yeah. It made me, Aaron, Aaron Stevens made me think of that. That's why. Yeah. Um, this gives me a good opportunity. Yeah. This gives me a good opportunity before we get into something much better to check and see what's going on on Monday Night Raw. Oh, um, just, just, just got to look. Cause, um, yeah, just, and now we have the Miz who's in a wheelchair now for some reason. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, cause he, no, I remember he jacked his knee up on, on that zombie match. He, he yeah, that's, that's right. I was like, they're really selling this on. I totally forgot about that because I don't care about Raw, is why. Right. Right. Um, so uh, the Viking Raiders won the Tag Battle Royal. They get a tag team title shot and then cut to backstage, and you have, and you have almost eating eating a turkey leg and that's it yeah on good, something... thing have... oh. Oh. good thing we have almost that means we can get rid of uh we can get rid of broad stroman because we have almost that's yeah yeah exactly um nwa world women's championship match serena deeb defending against camille um camille gets better every time you see her and and this and this kind of came to no surprise, honestly, because if you've been keeping up with AEW, you know, Serena Deeb has been on AEW programming way more than NWA. Serena Deeb is signed to AEW. Um, so this should have come as no surprise. Camille's been primed for a long time now. It's kind of the next champion. So to see her win yeah. and win clean is yeah. excellent. Well, and then, of course, if you're Serena Deeb, you can throw out the, well, she lost the belt, but she just had this hard-fought match against Rio last week at the pay-per-view. You know, you, there's the built-in excuse to keep her strong. But, um, yeah, I think we knew what was going to happen, and I'm not sure how much of Camille looking good was also Serena Deeb making her look good, which Serena Deeb is... Serena Deeb is is like I'm 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 amazed, right? Because she's she's not a I mean obviously she's in her 30s, she's been around a while, she can still go, she can 100 percent still go. But she can go in different mm -hmm. styles. And she showed that going from, I mean, literally going one week from having a great match with Rio to the next week you go and have a match with, you know, a a a, a more of a power person that's bigger than you. And so and still look great, both of them. Um, you know, Serena's on the other things, I guess, mm -hmm. or maybe she'll still be in the NWA picture. Who knows? But um, yeah, Camille. Camille was a star from the first episode of of NWA Power mm -hmm. on YouTube. She was a star from day one. So uh, I, we now we're just getting the results to go along to. When she was, you know, silent and wouldn't talk, or she would have to call or something. So, so yeah. Besides being a friend of the show, uh, she's definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that. I, that was one I made sure I watched because I really wanted to. I, I wanted to see because I was hoping that she would be, that Camille would eventually be as good in the ring as she looks like she should be, right? Like to sort of justify the way she looks. It was almost like China. Remember when China mm -hmm. first was, uh, you know, Triple H's bodyguard, and she did yeah. a few things here and there, and then, and then, take that on a couple years later, and she's wrestling Eddie Guerrero, you know. So, I, yeah, and I, and I think that's, I hoped that that would be the trajectory that that Camille does. It looks like, looks like it may. <laughs> Latino needs. <laughs> now on to my most disappointing match of the night. Oh, um, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match that'd be Nick Aldis defending against Trevor Murdoch. Um, it's time for Nick Aldis to get out of NWA. 
this is this was bad. Okay. First of all, I know that you know we're you know short short staffed, whatever you want to call it. The roster's thin. Did anybody but Trevor Murdoch's character believe that Trevor Murdoch would win? I I get suspension of you know belief in professional wrestling, but and I and you know this was exactly how I thought it would go the first half of the match. You know, all this would kind of dominate for a little bit. Trevor Murdoch would get his spots in. Um and then we get the run in from Tom, from Tom Latimer. Um, and then we get the shenanigans with the chair. Um, and then it turns out Nick, Nick Aldis will win by disqualification because Trevor Murdoch is working Nick Aldis over with the chair. Referee comes back in and sees it. Then he puts in the submission and then disqualifies him. So Trevor Murdoch thinks he wins. He doesn't. I like the idea of the of of the dusty finish. I really do. I liked the idea and the concept of it. It just nothing from the second part of this match to the end was good at all. Right. And and but Trevor Murdoch. And uh, I don't want to get on Trevor Murdoch like that because he does. I mean, I, Dick Murdoch was a great, you know, was great in his day too. But Trevor Murdoch is like, he's not he's a, he's he's not even a mid card guy. Right? So I get yes, you don't have a whole lot, but I was just wishing they'd have got somebody else, like a freelancer or somebody to yeah. come in. You know, even a even a person like a one off, like somebody like Warhorse or like. You know Lee Moriarty or some, you know, somebody like that that's on the Indies that's got some, you know, that's got some juice. It's like, hey, we're gonna bring in this guy. Then they have Trevor Murdoch because we nobody. First of all, why in the world are you gonna need to run in against Trevor Murdoch? Trevor Murdoch's not beating Nick Aldis. Exactly. Trevor Murdoch. Those are two. Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis are two different things, right? And so it's like you know, Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes, Nick Aldis and James Storm. Nick Aldis and Tim Storm, those are all like, you know, okay, yeah, those are good. Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch, no. And I'm hoping yeah. maybe some, maybe they had a different plan and someone got fired, or I don't know. But, or they got a plan for something else. But now it looks like we're going to get this again. That's the, that's the sad part. Yeah, and I'm a little upset. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll see where they go with it. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed this card. From top, from top to bottom. I mean, it wasn't anything spect. Okay, it, it wasn't. It wasn't double or nothing, but it wasn't December to December. It was like it was a good, crisp two-hour show, um, and it was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was, I would say it would be like one of those, like Impact Plus does those little special shows that aren't yep. technically a pay-per-view. That's you know, it's sort of, it was sort of like that. Um, not with obviously with not the roster that Impact had, but mm -hmm. um, overall, I mean, it's, I'm not I'm not going to stop watching it. I just need and I need I need what I need from NWA is I need to know this is going somewhere. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's in a hole. Everybody else has been in a holding pattern. Everybody else is coming out of it, and we see where they're going. Whether it be the Indies, whether it be Ring of Honor, MLW, everybody's going somewhere. NWA, I don't know where they're going, and so. I'd like to see a little more of that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully, uh, the partnerships I think will help uh, with AEW. I don't know how much more they can do with that, but it's it's really like, it, what does AEW get out of it? In the women's division, they needed help. On uh, the men's, they don't. So uh, there wasn't a whole lot for AEW to gain, except except Nick Aldis versus Kenny Omega, which I really want to see. <laughs> really yeah. Want to see. And it still could happen. Um, but right now we are moving on to Dominion. Dominion happened this morning. We got to see this morning in the United States. Uh, they pushed it back. Um, if you want to learn more as to why they pushed it back, a little more behind that, go check out uh, my prediction my prediction video that we have over on the YouTube. 
Um, but we're going to start right from the top of the card. We're going to blow through a lot of this because it's a lot of tagging. Um, opening up the, the card, Bullet Club finally getting a win. So it would be Ishimori, Evil, Tokyo Pimp, Chase Owens, and El Phantasmo going over Chaos, which would be Sho, Hiroki Goto, Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Tanahashi. Um, I feel like Bullet Club's been getting kind of screwed in the eight-man, ten-man tags. They have been catching a lot of breaks with that as of late. So good to see them finally getting a win here. Um, yeah. did, it was it was their only. I mean, it was almost their only action on the card. So, well, and and you you skipped over. Um, and I hate it that we that we had to get this, but Takahashi, Hiromu Takahashi, I did watch that. I, I did. About, I did skip over it. Yeah, about him, you know, trying to recover and come back. It's like, dude, I've seen this movie before, dude. I really, you know, and I love that guy. He's like, he's one of my top three guys in in New Japan. So, um, anyway, I, I hope he does come back quick. But man, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want a, a Takahashi injury update anymore. I, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, six man tag. We get. Los Ingobernables de Japón. That would be the trio of Sonata, Naito, and Bushi going over. Suzuki Goon, that would be everybody's favorite, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, the pop star Tai, tai Chi and Dookie. Um, this is another enjoyable match for me. Um, it looks like we are going to get... Um, we are going to get Sonata and Naito as the next challengers to the tag titles, which I'm all for. I think, I think, I think we need some fresh faces. Um, and this is, and this is kind of getting to new back to new Japan pre pre COVID. I think this is, this is a good start. Yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. Of course I'm a, I love LIJ. So that's mm-hmm. the rare, the, the rare, the rare time that Bushi's on the winning side. Yeah, exactly. He's like the he's like the pin eater for the team. All the time, all the time. Um, El Desperado defending and retaining uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Yo. Um, yeah, this is again another another fine match. Um, you know, but again, it looks like, um, you know, we have another, we, we already have another match set up. Um, we get Ishimori, El Fantasmo come out, and they are challenging Sho and Yo uh, for the juniors titles. Um, but overall, I like this match. This is the best match to this point. So that would make it my third favorite match on the card. Um, because next up we get a just a regular old match between Jeff Cobb and Kota Ibushi. <sighs> I'm starting to think uh, because normally we say death taxes Okada. Um, it's starting to be death taxes Ibushi. <laughs> yeah, Ibushi, Ibushi goes over Jeff Cobb. Uh, this is the best that Jeff Cobb has looked in New Japan, which. I mean, goes with saying that he doesn't look bad in matches. Um, right. But I, but, I, but I do think that with the absence now of Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb is now the de facto leader of the United Empire. And I'm right. super happy to see him come out and just throw Kota Ibushi around and abuse him for most of this match. Um, I was hoping he'd get the win, um, but that taxes Bushi. Yeah, they're not going to let Jeff Cobb go over to Bushi. But I think you were right about, and it's a great, it's it's not, I hate to say it's great, but it is, it's one of those situations, you know, it's it's Wally Pip, you know. Uh, you know who Wally Pip is? is no. Do you know? No. Wally Pip was the guy that got injured so that, um, Lou Gehrig went in the game and then set the mm. Iron Man streak. Is that, mm. is that Lou Gehrig? Joe DiMaggio? 
So he yeah. was so he was essentially so he got the, injured. So he was essentially the you know Drew Bledsoe of the of the time where Drew Bledsoe right. gets hurt, Tom Brady comes out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Wally Pitts. All right. So anyway, so the same same thing here, you know, Will Osprey, Will Osprey's gonna be that shelf for a while. And so Jeff Cobb is there. So instead of just scrapping that, they're like, okay, well, let's see what you can do with it. Well, hello. I mean, we've all known Jeff Cobb is fantastic. I mean, from the times we saw him, you know, uh, even, even before he came to, to Ring of Honor, we knew he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because remember, they would have those New Japan shows out in California, and they had those, like in San Francisco, he was on there just as a, because he was a West Coast-based guy. So, yeah, I mean, Jeff Cobb, and, and all he really needed was, he had the in-ring. What he needed was the charisma thing, which I think he had all along. And so now we're going to see it for sure. Gosh, I wish he would have won that. Yeah. Um, but this is all about the, this is all about the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That's what, that's what Dominion's all about. Obviously, we've, we've touched on it, but Will Ospreay had to vacate the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship due to a severe neck injury. We'll be out for quite some time. Um, he just defeated Shingo Takagi at Wrestling Dontaku Night 2 in a six-star classic. Uh, still not better than their best of Super Juniors, but pretty damn close. Um, and then, and then Kazuchika Okada was slated next in line to, to get a title shot. And that was going to be at Wrestling Grand Slam Night 2. It was going to be in the Tokyo Dome. Um, but due to Japan's state of emergency, both of those events got canceled. The chips fell where they did. Shin, Shingo Takagi versus Kasuchika Okada. <sighs> you know, there were multiple points in this match where I fall back on death taxes Okada because, you know, for a short period of time, I was thinking that what what is what does the top of the card need right now? It needs a little bit of stability. I think we ping-ponged the world heavyweight title, you know, a little bit too frequently over the last, you know, handful of defenses. I would even say the last six, six to eight months. Um, but, you know, just a little bit of stability, and w- which I think both can provide. Um, Okada's a sure thing, though. You know, and there were multiple times where I got caught in the work. Um, but guys, this is the, the this is why I watch professional wrestling because of guys like Shingo Takagi, who frequently put in the work, frequently shine out regardless of where they are on the card, regardless of what's going on in the world, and this is how those guys get rewarded. Okay, there has been nobody more deserving of a world title that hasn't won one to this date than him. And I was, and I am so happy for him that he finally won it. He beat Kazuchika Okada in 36 minutes. Um, He is your new IWGP world heavyweight champion. Yeah, isn't it, it and, and, um, I mean, he deserves it a hundred percent. I think he's <clears throat> he first he first came over to because he came from all Japan, right? He came to, from mm-hmm. all Japan over to and to join to join Lij and was that big deal when they introduced him? It was so cool. And and he came in. It was sort of like weird to figure out where he was going to fit. And then as things have shaken out, I mean, we all thought Sonata was gonna was gonna be elevated to that spot, right? We that that was sort of the what we I guess we all thought that, right? And, yeah. and that Sonata was gonna. And it seems like what happened was sort of the evil Sonata thing and evil one, you know, split up and evil wins the belt and all that during COVID. And then what was consistent, you're right, is Shingo going out there and just stealing the show. I mean, he's just that good. And so, I mean, I just, I, there was a match that I saw not too long ago. It was from, golly, it, was, it may have been from the, from the New Japan Cup or was it the, the G1. I don't know. Was he in, in Suzuki? 
And I was just like, this is a fight. This is a this is an actual fight. Like this is real. Yeah. I mean, they had me in there. I was like, these two guys are living, they're they're fighting each other. And so I I mean, he deserved it, man. And 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 I'm gonna tell you when I, that's the one that I was like, okay, well, before, I know we're gonna talk about this. So I had to, you know, while I was at work, while I was working, <laughs> find, find that at least watch that match. And um let me just say that that he looks good with the belt too, man. I mean, he's 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 uh, he's a legit champ. I don't think this is a transitional thing, although it might end up being a transitional thing. Um, I hope he keeps the belt for a while and and you know sits there where he belongs at the top of the card. I'm digging it. Yeah. So this 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 got me thinking because um, we were waiting on another Okada run for a while um uh it's been 519 days since okada's won a world heavyweight championship um so that bears the in question <laughs> is is he going to win another world championship in new japan pro wrestling i'm glad you threw that last part in because i'm thinking hmm Kenny Omega against Shingo Takagi. Oh, Kenny Omega versus Okada. We've seen that before. Maybe Okada says, I'm done. I can't win the title in Japan. I know. Kenny Omega has some belts. Let me go take his. Oh, gosh. I'm all up for that. Yeah. And you know what? I'd be all for it because there was a little show a handful of years ago. It's called All In, where it was the villain, Marty Skrull, versus Kazuchika Okada. So I think that if we can get it done for All Out, for Kenny Omega versus Uh, Kazuchika Okada, Forbidden Door. (laughs) Listen, it's it's never going to be more primed than this, okay? Okay, Okada's only 33. Okay, that's that's really something I think even even I forgot. I thought he was more Shingo Takagi's age, where Shingo I think is thirty seven or thirty eight, and I just think I think it's time for Okada to get a little break, go on a little go go on another American excursion, um, if we can yeah. swing it. Just don't just don't go back to Impact, uh, Okato. <laughs> Can you imagine? And I, I was on JR's podcast. He was talking about the like the. the he said that at double or nothing that the you know the MVP of the show was the was the crowd. You yeah. know they just made every they got everything over. Can you imagine? And and one of the things he mentioned he's like was when Leo Rush came out. He was like Leo mm-hmm. Rush came out because people knew who he was. He was like, like, these are people, like, they, they didn't, he didn't pop out and they go, oh, okay, who's this guy? And it's like, no, 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 no. We, they knew who he was. Can you imagine? Can you imagine at, at a casino battle royal on the wild card comes out and it's Kazuchika Okada? I mean, I mean, come on. That's like nuclear mushroom cloud, huge, you know? Yeah. So we're all, we're dreaming again. We do this every week. Don't we? If we make it up, I mean, I'm so, of course, that's, I mean, that's what wrestling is. We do that. That's, you are enjoying the glory of the territory days. The days when you used to dream about these matches. Oh, who could? Oh, I bet you Ric Flair could beat uh, Hulk Hogan, or I bet you Bob Backlund could beat Bill Superstar. I mean, uh, Harley Race. And, uh, you know, you had all these, it was like dream matches. And then you finally get to see them, you know? So we're back mm-hmm. into that. It's like, ooh, oh, we can't wait for these, for these dream matches. I mean, we're getting one. We're getting one yeah. with, you know, with Andrade and Kenny Omega. You know, we're getting that. Yeah, so, that's not until August, though. I know, but we're, we're getting, we're so, I'm saying these things are happening. So, yeah. But, uh, is it absurd for us to dream that we would get a Shingo versus Omega? No, it might happen. How about Shingo Takagi versus Daniel Bryan? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my go. gosh. Well, you don't have to wait long for Shingo Takagi versus Kota Ibushi uh, <laughs> because within Shingo Takagi's uh, celebration, he calls out his first challenger, Kota Ibushi. Um, they've only had one match before, and that oh. was in last year's G1. Right. So I'm sure someone will die. 
Um, but overall, this was one of the more better New Japan shows from top to bottom that I've seen as of late. Um, I, I like how we're getting new. I'm like, I like how we're getting new matchups, and I like how we're getting uh, new new opportunities for guys. And of course, the win the the win with Shingo is just cherry on top of the Sunday. And if we keep going like this. New New Japan will reestablish its its global dominance. I think. Well, you know, I will say this: one of the things that they do well—that's why the eight-man tags work and the six-man tags work with them—is the whole faction thing, which is they've always done that, you know, mm-hmm. and they've done it well. And so you have faction versus faction stuff makes sense, right? Why do you have these? Is it just randomly these four guys, or randomly these four guys, or these two tag teams, these two tag teams? AEW is doing a good job of adopting that too with the, with the factions. So, yeah. um, and because c- it gives you stories, right? It gives you stories where you can put an eight man tag and it makes sense and you can advance storylines and you can do that. Uh, thankfully, as we get back to normal, we'll just get back to New Japan being New Japan, right? So, hopefully, one can, hopefully hope. one can, one, one can also hope that New Japan at some point will work out some sort of deal. Where they can get back on my television for real, like they were, on that, so I can DVR them, and I don't have to go yeah. through the the, the, the the extra steps of. I mean, I can't subscribe to every single one of these wrestling. I can't. I can't. I know you do, but I mean, I only got. I, I mean, I'm, I'm subscribed to like four. So you got to start digging into that Doge a little bit. Doge to the moon, baby. H O D L. Hold on for dear life. I'm diamond hands. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all we got for tonight, guys. Uh, Dwight, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I do, man. I've got a new thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm doing, and you're gonna like this, Ryan. So, so I have gone ahead and purchased some of the mystery bags from from my pro wrestling tees. So I'm gonna record a, a, an a, an unboxing of what the super things that I get. The last one I just held up earlier was the Fig Story uh, comic book from the from the uh, Headlock Comics presents with Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. So we got that. Anyway, that was the last time I got some other really cool stuff. So I, I, I had, they had a special for Memorial Day weekend. So it's like 20% off for the weekend. So I took advantage wow. of that. So when, so when it comes in, I'm going to do a slow unboxing. And I'm also giving the thought to, to, um, to some of my, uh, matter of fact, I'm not going to spoil it because I'm going to do that too. I, I I also like to go to junk stores and things and thrift stores to see what I find, especially wrestling related items. And I stumbled across a good one on Saturday. So, mm. um, yeah, let's just say that uh, uh, one third of the triple threats. We throw it out there. Anyway, I'll, I'll make a video. Ooh. So you'll right. I'll have to send that to you guys. I'll definitely put it up on on Odyssey, Dean of Old School. Uh, and then I'll send the video if you guys want to play to YouTube too, and we'll throw it out there. See the unboxing. What do I find in my Easter egg hunting for wrestling memorabilia? Yeah. So while you're waiting on that, head over to the YouTube page. Second episode of Creative Control just came out this morning. Um, myself, Matt, and Pat book the AEW Trios tournament to crown the first ever trios champion. Uh, so go check that out. Um, also go to go to our NWA prediction show video. Go to our New Japan prediction video. Tell us what we got right and got, and got wrong. And while you're there, give it a like, give it a share, give it a subscribe. And guys, if you like what you hear, if you like what you see, you can support us by going to Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as one, two, three. For just the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can support us in continuing to provide you outstanding content, as well as continuing to go to shows like Next Generation Wrestling. We will be going to Knoxville, Tennessee here in a couple of weeks to see their show, The Party Bowl. It is their long-awaited return from the pandemic. Uh, guys, tickets are still available for some reason. Um, adult tickets are 18, kids are 15. PWO is going to be there. Um, you come out to us, 
Maybe we'll do a meet and greet. Who knows? Um, but make make sure you get on that show. Support local wrestling. Um, guys, with that, that's it. Well, well, hey, don't don't you throw out, man. Forget what JTG is going to be there. You know, we JTG is going to be there. He's definitely going to be there. JTG is going to be there. Uh, former Impact World Champion Rich Swan will be in action. Uh, former Knockout, knockout Champion Sue Young. Yep. <laughs> Young. Guys. And don't forget, um, uh, uh, Dylan McQueen's going to be there. We just saw him in the crowd with our, our old friend of the show, Zicky Dice at AEW. So mm-hmm. we've seen D- Dylan McQueen on on uh, Dark and on Dark on Elevation. So, yeah. yeah. I'm looking you forward guys to can- I'm Jack, dude. You guys can go to nextgentn.net to see the full uh, the full match card as as of right now, as well as buy your tickets. Go to their shop. Do not bring confetti cannons. I've heard they are a mofo to clean up. Um, so streamers, guys, streamers, bring your bring your streamers. We'll see you on Thursday, eight seven Eastern Standard Time on the PW Wrestlecast uh, for Dwight and myself. Have a good night. We'll see you soon. Four legs. Four legs.